0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to Mind Your Popcorn. I am one of your two hosts, Ricky Uniac.
1: I'm Chuck Clark.
0: Chuck, how have you been?
1: I was devastated this weekend. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) devastated. For those of you who know me, for those of you that don't, I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan. All we had to do to make the playoffs was beat the worst team in the league. That's all we had to do. Couldn't get it done. In fact, got dominated by the worst team in the league. Dominated. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe. Let me tell you what situation I was in, too. Saturday night, I had gone out with some people, imbibed alcohol, lost my keys, made it back home, and I woke up. I have a cut on my knee, on my leg, and my knee was hurting. Like, it hurt to, like, stand on my leg. I didn't realize until later this week I actually had a bruise on my left arm from what I assume has to be a fall. I I don't think it was a fight. I think I got a, I fell down at some point on the icy streets of Baltimore. So I was in a lot of physical pain when I was watching the game on Sunday. None of that compared to what I felt afterwards. None of it. Not not a single shred of that pain compared to what I was feeling watching that game.
0: Yeah, dude. Um so obviously at your expense, that was by far the most entertaining finale of the regular season in my lifetime, our lifetime. I I don't know if you would even consider that entertaining. I mean, if you were to take out your your fandom bias, that was insane. I remember going into what ended up being week 18 for the NFL. And for those of you that aren't maybe NFL fans, I'm going to sort of paint this picture for you. The AFC wildcard race was wide open going into the week 18 games. Basically all the Colts had to do, like Chuck said, was beat the worst team in the league. And then I think there was even a scenario. Was there a scenario where if you were to lose that game, you still could have gone in if every other team if, lost.
1: If the Ravens won and
0: Miami won, then we would have been in. Okay. So what ended up happening was because the Colts lost and you guys were one of the hottest NFL teams really in the second half of the season. Yep. Um, it opened up this, this insane door that led to this, the Pittsburgh Steelers being alive for the playoffs. But even that, that even that was a long shot. Because the uh, Las Vegas Raiders and the L.A. Chargers played the last game of the season Sunday night. It was the very last game of the NFL regular season. If that game just didn't end in a tie, the Steelers would have been eliminated from the postseason and they would not have made the playoffs. That game. Ended up going into overtime on a great last second, like 20 yard touchdown pass by Justin Herbert. As time expired, goes into overtime. The game remains tied with about two and a half minutes left in OT. The Raiders have the ball around midfield, and it becomes very apparent that the Raiders are going to be okay kneeling this out. Now, if if this game ended in a tie, both teams would have gone to the postseason. So there was really an incentive to possibly letting this game end in a tie. And it looked like the Raiders were about to go down that road. Well, listen, if if you're a Chargers fan, if you're one of the seven Chargers fans on planet Earth, <laughs> uh, listen, I don't know what to tell you. Your head coach, Staley, or Staley whatever the hell Brandon it is. Brandon Staley, yeah. Calls a timeout while the Raiders are running out the clock at about midfield. Calls a timeout because he wants to get cheeky and he thinks he can actually get the ball back now because the raiders have been so complacent over the last 2 minutes. Well, the raiders obviously, you know, notice that he's called a timeout and I imagine the attitude switched from go for the tie to okay, wait a second, screw you. We're going to try and get in field goal range now, which they do. They get into field goal range and Carlson hits the game-winning field goal as time expired which allowed the Oakland Raiders to get into the playoffs. They eliminated the L.A. Chargers, which then allowed the Pittsburgh Steelers to get into the playoffs. But let's not forget here, folks, that none of this would have been possible if the Indianapolis Colts just didn't absolutely stink up the room against the team that Urban Meyer built.
1: I finished watching the last episode of Hard Knocks 30 minutes ago.
0: Oh, I saw your tweets. How was that? Did they cover it? Is it like...
1: It's bad, man. Oh, I was man. sad.
0: I was really sad. Man. Oh man, dude. I, you know, I was crushed for you because I don't know what I would do in that scenario. I mean, we were, we were talking. I think it was on like our last pot or even the one before that. Like, the Colts do. The Colts could make the playoffs, right? And you're like, yeah. Like a lot of things would have to go wrong for them not to make the playoffs. And by God, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong.
1: It was Browns esque
0: You know what? <laughs> that might have surpassed Browns ask.
1: Yeah, it's
0: it's really historic.
1: It it's, really is. It's the biggest. It's the biggest regular season upset in NFL history. I I will go as far as to say that. Yeah, and like,
0: listen, okay. So the the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, I don't want to make this seem like you guys lost to a team that was winless. The Jags had three wins going into the game, which is, again, it's not good. And they're a division rival. Do you think that you guys just underestimated them, thinking they were going to roll over and die? If I watched,
1: if you watch the hard knocks, it doesn't feel that way. At least the coaches don't make it feel that way. I don't know. I just think, well, one, we just, one, there were a couple injuries that hammered us, Um. Xavier Rhodes, who's been playing so well, our best corner was out. Kenny Moore missed part of the game. He ended up coming back. DeForest Buckner was limited. So that's three of our top four defensive players. Yeah. And it's really easy to avoid Darius Leonard once that situation is, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, oh, and Rocky Seen, who's our like third corner, was also out for the game. He got injured during the game. Oh, so, and then the pass rush just didn't get It's just so
0: many factors. Carson Wentz. Oh, God. <laughs> well, okay. Listen, I, I don't think it's a secret. Well, okay. No, it, I don't, not that I've talked about Carson Wentz a whole lot on this podcast. I am not the biggest believer in Carson Wentz. Like when you guys traded for him, I saw how excited you got, and I was just kind of like, oh, but. But he uh, surpassed do you remember, expectations. What are you talking about how excited I got? Do you you remember? Okay. At first, you were not excited. But then I think you talked yourself into it because you were – you were, as a, as a fan would. That's normal.
1: I, I talked think myself talked into giving him a
0: chance. Okay, okay. So maybe excited was a poor choice of words. But you were – it seemed like you were relatively optimistic about yeah. this. Okay. And Carson Wentz had a good season. Uh, much better than his previous two seasons, certainly. Not a high bar to clear. You're right. You're 100% <laughs> right. But like, oh, man, I. you know what? You know what? I feel I feel very confident in saying we will never see what happened in week 18 again in our lifetime.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, we. I don't know if there will ever be a situation where two teams have the
0: ability to tie again. For the that last be, game of the regular season. Like, listen, <laughs> I, there were people going crazy on Twitter. Like, you know. Oh, this was like this was it, it,
1: like the second hottest Twitter topic of the oh, day. Yeah. Besides like Elmo Rocco.
0: <laughs> Everybody was so divided. There were people like obviously Steelers fans and a lot of other NFL fans who believe in the integrity of the game. Who are like, you know, you cannot this. You cannot play for a tie if you're either the Chargers or the Raiders. And then there was people like me who were just rooting for chaos. And I also disliked the Steelers because I'm a Browns fan, where I was like, please let this game end in a it's high. And then I couldn't believe – I cannot believe that it almost happened. I, I do feel robbed in a way because I – Do you know – have you ever heard of the, the disgrace of
1: Guillaume? No. In the 1982 World Cup. West Germany and Austria were playing each other. And this was so before this FIFA, um, now the world cup, you know, how it's normally the, on the last day, the teams play, um, at the same time in the groups. Yes. This was before that West Germany and Austria. Basically what happened is if they, um, if, if West Germany, um, I'm sorry, if West Germany scored one or two goals, uh, or one goal, then both teams would get in. If Germany scored two goals, then um, uh, they would only West Germany would get in, Austria would get eliminated. West Germany scored a goal in the first eight minutes, and then they just basically didn't try to score the rest of the game.
0: And they're calling that a
1: disgrace? The disgrace of Guillaume is what the game is known as.
0: Do we know which team got screwed because Algeria? Oh, okay. So that was in 1982. You said, yep.
1: I saw, because when this first came up on Twitter on Monday, somebody said we have a disgrace of <laughs> of LA situation or so, or the disgrace of Las Vegas.
0: Now <laughs> I, I know that, I know that you're just bringing up, uh, it, an occasion where this happened before, an instance where this happened before. I don't think, and not saying that you were arguing this, but I don't think that people would have looked at this as a disgrace because they well, had played the entire game. Right. If if it if it
1: had ta- gone out in a tie at the at the point in overtime where the timeout was called, then yeah, then no, they would have right. been like they both tried to play. But if they had just kneeled it out fifteen times.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, all right, so I'm going to make an argument as to why I personally wouldn't call that a disgrace. I understand why other people would, obviously, but like football, American football, for our listeners in Germany, because I know we have some, is a very, very dangerous sport. So I could have understood the mindset if the two teams were able to come to some sort of an agreement, which would have been shady if they would like would have talked about this beforehand and been like, hey. On the first play of the game, whoever gets the ball first, you're just going to hike the ball and we're just, we're just going to stand there. We're going to stand there for 15 minutes. We'll let the entire first quarter go and then so on and so forth until the game ends. I, again, I'm a, I'm a rooter of chaos, a supporter of chaos, would have loved that. I would have watched all 60 minutes. I would have watched halftime. I would have watched overtime. And I'm like, this is this is the best football game I've ever watched. Because it's it's amazing. Imagine Chris Collins were the Al Michaels trying to banter. Oh, they would have done it, it would have been
1: amazing.
0: It would have been amazing. <laughs> they should have, man. Oh my goodness. What a what a weekend. So now the playoff picture's set, and it's what? Pittsburgh's playing Kansas City in the AFC. Oakland versus oh, no, Oakland, oh my gosh. Las Vegas versus Cincy. And then Tennessee gets the bye. Bills versus Patriots. Patriots. Yep. That's gonna be good. And that's all this week. Yeah, yeah it was a big uh it was a big NFL weekend. It was also big NBA week. Oh yeah. There's some NBA uh, that we gotta get caught up on. Son, I, I got emotional watching Clay get back on the court. Listen, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was at it was at my favorite team's expense. Obviously the Cavs got Absolutely worked by the Warriors, which I think everybody expected. There was no scenario in where the Cavs walked out of Chase. It was it Chase Center or Chase Arena with the win? And Clay would listen, they were already the best team in the NBA. Now Clay's back. Like, oh my God, they're going to win another championship.
1: Yeah, people forget that, like, yeah, Clay's shooting is obviously what's going to grab the headlines. But people also forget that Clay was like a defensive player of the year candidate, like
0: all yeah. defensive team, like straps people. And people also forget that Clay Thompson hasn't played in an NBA game since the Warriors Raptors finals. When Kevin Durant was still on the Warriors and Kawhi Leonard was still on the Raptors, it was two and a half years ago. Yeah. They're absolutely insane. So obviously the NBA is better with Clayback. Um we also had a couple trades. Did you see the trade that went through today? Yeah, Cam Reddish. And I can't Knit. believe that's wild. Well, so I guess that he's been like outspokenly um upset with his role on the Hawks, which is crazy to me because like I would think playing with somebody like a Trey Young who spreads the floor so well, if you're a player like Cam Reddish, you would have all the opportunities you wanted. Like you I figured he'd be the clear he not, option.
1: He does he not start for them?
0: I'm. Oh, you know what?
1: I don't think he does. Does Bog? Cause I. They've got one of the Bogdanoviches, right? Yeah. Yeah. They start Capella at the five. Do they start Herder?
0: Um. Yes, they do. Okay. Uh, Herder's the two. What's his face has been injured? Um, Hunter. Oh,
1: DeAndre Hunter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So again, like I would think a player like Cam Reddish would have the opportunity to earn more minutes if he feels like he wasn't getting them with a team like Atlanta. But now he's going to the Knicks, which I don't think that it's that much different. You have I, I he's familiar with R.J. Barrett. You got R.J. Barrett. You got Julius Randle. Um, Derek Rose is on the Knicks still. Right. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say Obi Toppin, but like, I know he's not much of an offensive threat, but like there's bodies on the Knicks who are capable too. I would say they're probably on the same level as the Hawks. So I didn't quite understand that, but he got his wish. And I think the Knicks are going to be better because of it. And I don't think the Hawks, the Hawks got Kevin Knox and I think a first rounder.
1: Yeah. Which they're probably going to use the first rounder in some sort of trade package. It's Charlotte's first round pick.
0: Oh, uh, so it's not going to be. I mean, it'll be like a. It,
1: admit, it'll be 15,
0: below. 20. It'll be like either. It'll be in
1: that twelve to nineteen range, probably.
0: Yeah. Because the, they yeah. they have a
1: chance to make the playoffs, the Hornets. I mean, the East is weak. They're in it right now, I, aren't
0: they? They're they're so like they're pretty solidly in the playoff mix right now. I mean, we're approaching the halfway mark, and the East. I think for the most part is pretty wide open.
1: Hornets are the seventh seed right now.
0: Okay, so they're behind Cleveland.
1: Yeah, but they're only fo- they are twenty three and nineteen, which puts them five and a half back from the Bulls.
0: Yeah, but still, like you're only five and a half back, like and yeah. we're not again, we're not at the halfway point of the season, so like East is pretty wide open. Um, and where are the Hawks at? The Hawks are. <gasps> I didn't realize how bad of a season the Hawks are having. Yeah, it's re- it's pretty bad. They're the 12th seed uh, right now. Okay, that I didn't know. I thought the Hawks were at least 500. Oh, Knicks are 500. And they get the Knicks are kind of coming back. I think they were like kind of hovering around between like 3 or 4 games under 500.
1: They're 7 and 3 in their last 10. Yeah, the
0: uh Despite the absolutely, I'm not gonna call it an embarrassing loss to the Warriors because like obviously they're really good and I think they're the best team in the league. Cavs are still hanging around. I mean they're they're only four and a half back at number one. Not saying they're gonna get number one, but um, and they're three and one on this West Coast road trip, which has been brutal. They pretty much dismantled the Jazz last night, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And I, I have you seen? I I guess. On my end, on my end of our two teams, um, there is, it seems like the Karis Levert to Cavs train is gaining steam.
1: I have not seen much of the NBA trade heat discussion.
0: It's, so what I had seen was that the Pacers and other teams are going to be interested in the Rubio contract. And... That could be a possible chip in that trade, but I don't see if if you're the Pacers, I don't see how you give up Karis LeVert and not get a Colin Sexton from Cleveland or a draft pick. Well, I don't know. It's not going to be your typical Cavs draft pick this year, hopefully, Hopefully. if everyone stays healthy. But like, I don't know. I the Cavs are going to make a move. I feel pretty pretty strongly about that. And this Rondo, I know Rondo's only played like three or four games for us so far, but he's been everything we wanted to and more, I would argue. Um, So I don't know. I I don't know what's going to happen here, but have you been paying attention to the all-star voting?
1: Uh, I saw the update today. Um, Basically one Kyrie's not top five anymore.
0: Thank God. Okay, but he's still going to take up a roster spot from a more deserving player like a Jalen Brown. Well, a only the or a only Dunn. the starters
1: are are the fan votes only only qualify for the starters, right? And then the benches aren't they picked by the coaches or whoever? I
0: I don't know if it's like that or if like the fan votes and the coaches if if everything's weighted differently. I don't know how exactly it works. Gotcha. But okay. I'm just really upset that, and I like Kyrie Irving as a player. I just don't like the idea of somebody who's only played in one or two games—I think it's still only one—having um, over half a million votes for the All-Star game. Yeah, it's not great. Do you think the league would step in and be like, "Listen, we we're not going to allow this," because he will get booed in Cleveland. No,
1: I—they don't care. They. Amp up the drama as far as they're concerned.
0: You know, this is probably what they want. I don't. I don't know if he'd get booed in Cleveland. He might, especially if he takes up like a spot out from Garland. But we'll see. That's like, if
1: Kyrie gonna... gets in and Garland doesn't, they they will boo him.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. But it's not. He's not campaigning for people to vote for him. It's stupid fans. Well, I don't know what you want to do. I want him to not make the all-star game, but you can't get what you want all the time. No, we can't. Speaking of can't get or not getting what you want all the time. um, We watched episode three of book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett Um, definitely
1: didn't get what he wanted. This episode. How, but also got
0: something he didn't know he wanted. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What? Uh, Danny Trejo. Yes. (laughs) Well, um,
1: well, we'll explain that in a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do a full-on episode breakdown like we do for, like, movies and, like, other shows, if you're okay with that. Yeah, that's As, fine. Again, it, it's a, it was a 30-minute episode, I think, or 35-minute episode. Wow. Um, Before we get into specifics, what would you feel about it? It was
1: another, you know, somebody, I was listening to another podcast, and they were, like, talking about Boba Fett, and they were like, you know, this is, like, the less cool Mandalorian. This is, this is Mandalorian side dish. You know what I mean?
0: Um, If this is the price we have to pay for the Mandalorian, I'm okay with it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, you know, one thing I did like about this episode, we finally get who the antagonist is going to be. The Pikes. Yeah. Um, Another crime syndicate. If you've watched Clone Wars, you, they don't give that much details, but they are like just. Kind of one of the enemies you encou- they encounter in Clone Wars a lot. Um, just another alien crime family that's, like, out there being gangster and whatnot. And their big thing is that they control spice. Uh, another Dune reference. <laughs> George Lucas just, like, ripped straight into his. Yeah. And, uh Yeah. And I'm not even sure what spice does. It's just valuable spice. Who knows? Maybe the food's really dry in Star Wars land, and uh, they really want to make their wings pop, you know?
0: Yeah, that, that's probably exactly what it is. It's probably just like fire, like six pepper seasoning or something. Oh
1: yeah. Lemon pepper
0: Lou is having a day in there. Um, I'm just going to say this right now. I don't care about this show right now. <laughs> I don't care about any of these characters. I don't look forward to Wednesdays. I actually sort of dread having to sit through What's the thirty or so minutes, thirty to fifty minutes, whatever however long the episode decides to be. It is so disappointing for me. And this could all change. If this picks up, okay, cool, then great. But like, man, I there is nothing about this show that gets me remotely excited. Indeed.
1: Yeah, it's just like very like blah
0: blah. What is what I'd say. It really lost me this episode with that like wanna be like senior in high school biker gang with like yeah. the robotic arms like ugh. yeah it that
1: was I was looking at that like why 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 and like I've seen people defending it because people will defend anything I guess but uh. I'm just like okay people were like but George Lucas loved like American like this kind of culture, he loved. He made American Graffiti. You know, this is totally Star Wars. I'm like, no, 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 no. First off, just because George Lucas made American Graffiti, does that mean American Graffiti needs to be in Star Wars? There's a reason they're <laughs> two separate movies.
0: All right,
1: you know what I mean? Doesn't? Not necessary. Secondly, it was just random AF. Yeah. Like, what the heck is going on? See. The their action sequences were just like really lame to me. Got like off. Just really lame. That whole chase sequence. I was like, this just feels
0: lame. Like this high fe- school theater production level. It was so bad. Uh, well, the high school theater
1: productions don't have green screen, so I'll give <laughs> I give them a step up on that <laughs> sequence. But like, I'm just saying, like, like. It just I was just like, there's
0: no tension in this scene whatsoever. Yeah. I know it you know what I mean? hmm I'm you- I actually called it. I'm like, this dude's gonna crash into a fruit stand. That's how this is going to end. He's gonna crash his car into a fruit stand, and then ten seconds later, he crashes a little speeder car into a fruit stand, and I was like, Oh my god. Yes.
1: Uh it was yeah. Danny Trejo was the only funny spot in this whole episode. <laughs> and the Rancor.
0: I, yeah, you're right. So the episode for me ended on, I guess I'll call it a high note. It's certainly a high note in the context of the first three episodes of the show. But like, dude, I did, How many more episodes are there of this? Are there four? There's four more episodes. I, I can't. I can't do it. I it's not good. It's really disappointing because I was really excited for this, especially with how they introduced Boba Fett back in Mando season two, I was like, Oh yes. Like this is something that I didn't know that I wanted. And now I want it, but I, it's just not doing it for me. And it's getting decent reviews. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's sitting at like an 85% critic score.
1: Yeah. It's just, Oh I don't
0: know. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, anyways, that's... I don't want to spend too much time. I, I'm sorry for anyone who's clicking in, who's been loving the episodes of, of Boba Fett and was like, oh, can't wait to see what what Chuck and Ricky think about this week. And now we're just over here shitting on it. But it's not it's not it. It's just not for me. At hey, least. pal, you're not that guy. You're not that pal guy. Or you're not that pal guy. You're not
1: that pal I'm guy. not your friend,
0: pal. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> I'm not your friend. I'm not your pal guy.
0: How many people <laughs> under the age of twenty get that reference? Zero that, like none. Like they yeah. probably
1: don't they probably just think, oh, South Park's so like lame. I'm just like,
0: no, you don't understand. You don't that you was don't. appointment television <laughs> from college. Appointment television.
1: Oh my god. I mean like Oh, did you just see the announcement today with the South Park creators yes. and Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, that is
0: wild. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, that sounds wild. Oh, okay. So that reminds me, did you see the the new Netflix show that they announced with Will Arnett? Yes, I saw that just like before we were. That's coming amazing. On. That's amazing. <laughs> Sign me up for that because that's so. For those of you that haven't seen it, it's a Netflix like um. I guess like a like a true crime series, right, for Netflix, starring well, Will a Arnett. comedy has- true crime series. <laughs> we know it's gonna be comedy. I mean, I'm I just, mean, I don't think Will right? Arnett's
1: the star of a and the, the <laughs> premise of a serious
0: one. Hey, people didn't think that um, um, oh, what's his name, Bill Hader could do it with Barry, but, um, so Will Arnett is starring in a Netflix series where he is playing a detective, and every episode is going to have a different celebrity cameo an actor who i believe they're playing themselves or, or maybe not i no, don't know
1: the, the guest star will play his partner and he'll okay. they'll solve
0: a different crime each episode and the the kicker is that the guest celebrity co-star isn't handed a script so they have to improv the entire episode which is just it seems like it's genius. It really does seem genius. Who knows what it's going to be like when it comes out, but it has me intrigued.
1: That's for sure.
0: Yeah, man, I'm, I hope that comes out because I, I saw images for it. So it makes me think that they're at least in production. So maybe that comes out later well, this year, next year.
1: I think it's already filmed because Kumail Nujani, I saw it because he retweeted it and he said, thanks, Will Arnett, for having me on. So I assume he's, his episode's already
0: shot. Oh, OK, cool. All right, that's exciting i love him i actually you know um b- before we kind of get into what we have in the second half of the show uh eternals hit disney plus yesterday so yeah. after my disappointment with boba fett i was like oh, let me let me turn on the old eternals i enjoyed my second watch of it i i kind of i think i really like that movie mm. That's good, which has been the case now for the last two Marvel movies that I watched, because I know I mentioned last podcast that I went and saw Spider-Man No Way Home again. And all the things in our Spider-Man review that you said you felt and I said I didn't, I felt on the second watch. I don't know what the hell was going on with me when I first watched it. Don't know if I I don't know. I had a fever or something. I just. That second watch, I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. So it hit a lot harder for me the second time. But, yeah. So thumbs up for Marvel rewatches. All righty. But now. (sighs) Yeah. I'm going to let you explain what we're doing here for the second half.
1: Now we put our, well, Ricky's investment in our friendship to the test.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because.
1: Because we've been watching Boba Fett and talking about Star Wars a lot recently, we decided, and there's not many new releases coming out, um, I still have to catch up on a couple things. This week, we're going to rank all the Star Wars live-action movies. So, we're going to do it the same format, I believe, as before. Just all 11 movies will go 11 through 1, one at a time, talk about them when we reach each of them on the lists. Um, the only movie we're now talking about is the animated Clone Wars movie, because I know I haven't seen it. And honestly, from everything I've heard, nobody needs to.
0: If I did my list correctly, we should have 11. Yes, we have 11.
1: We're ranking Um, the nine episodes as well as Solo and
0: Rogue One. Full disclosure, and I'm going to assume this is going to go the same for you. There are some of these movies that I have not seen in some time. So
1: the last last time I think I watched them all, I watched all episodes leading up to Rise of Skywalker. Okay, so that that was was probably the same for
0: me. It's probably been a couple of years since I've seen a couple of these. So but I don't think that there's going to be must uh, or um, uh, be a lot of uh, outrage over where I list the ones that I haven't seen a whole lot, because there's a reason I haven't seen them recently. Um, I'm going to let you go first for, for number 11. All righty. Number eleven,
1: the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> What's your number eleven? Is that
0: your number eleven? No, no. Okay. Uh, okay, Number eleven for me is Solo, and I have yeah. a little uh, asterisk here. It's because I haven't seen it. Ah,
1: well, eleven is Rise of Skywalker uh, for me. Um, just a hundred percent disappointment. Walking out of the theater, just really f- felt. Super let down having again, I just mentioned I rewatched all the movies leading up to this. So I was kind of like I was fully prepared for something, you know what I mean? Whatever they they were going to build to. And it just didn't live up to that hype. It just didn't live up to it at all to me. Um, Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley are doing their 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 darndest to try and lift this movie above what it is. I mean, the best moment of this whole movie. When 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 Kylo gets the lightsaber and he gives that shrug, I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep. I was like, you know what? Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great little moment, but I was just like, that's the only great moment I've had this whole movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. More on, on on my thoughts here in a little bit. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Alrighty. So you're eleven is solo, which you haven't seen, so you can't yep. talk about. So then my number 10 is episode 2 attack of the clones.
0: That is also my number 10. Oh boy. Uh
1: yeah, this this one's this one's bad, man. This one's really bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can make the jokes about, you know, I hate sand. And <laughs> there's <laughs> So much in the middle of this movie that just doesn't make any sense. Why why does Obi-Wan go to a 50s style retro <laughs> diner <laughs> to talk to, to a random alien about a poison dart? Yeah. It's just one of the most random things I've ever seen in my life.
0: This episode two didn't know what it wanted to be. I, I I'm like, who who is who is the main bad guy for this movie? Is it Django Fett? Is it Dooku? Um, but you're right. I, I don't know where this movie starts and where it ends. Truly, you could put this movie on right now. And I could you could give me a 10 second clip, a random 10 second clip at any point in the movie. There's a very good chance I would have no idea when this event takes place because it's so freaking jumbled. Um, yeah, it's not a good movie. I'm sure if I would have seen Solo, I'm sure if I would have seen Solo. The Attack of the Clones would have been worse. I have a hard time believing solo is worse than Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I don't I obviously don't think it is. Yeah.
1: We'll get yeah. to where it is on my list later, but yeah. Um yeah, and like the whole the the net the, the Padme Anakin romance that's supposed to
0: be building here.
1: It just doesn't work. It mm. really just doesn't work.
0: No. It doesn't. I listen. Everything you feel, I feel. And it's probably the only time. I think this is going to be the only instance where we both have the same movie in the same number slot on our list. So let's let's enjoy this while it lasts. Because this is certainly going to get a little bit more divisive as we get to the <laughs> top. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> um, uh,
1: the only the best part about this movie is by far the, the battle sequence at the end. That's like yes. mm-hmm. the only cool part. He's about um, in the pit or with Dooku. Um, I'm talking about in the uh in the pit.
0: Yes, I agree. Yeah, and the and
1: just the general like the beginning of the Clone Wars, like them mm-hmm. all the clones fighting and whatnot. That's cool. A lot of people have a problem with CGI Yoda battle. I personally don't, but I also saw it when I was a kid, so it's just kind of ingrained in my mind that
0: that's part yeah. of it. Yeah,
1: it's normal to you.
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Alrighty. So
1: that was your number 10 as well. That
0: was my number 10. My number nine. Phantom Menace. Not my number nine. I figured. Um yeah. Still not a lot of
1: good stuff here. Um <laughs> like uh the um the portrayal of the Gungans. Uh you know, I don't know what's going on there, but it shady something shady's <laughs> going on there. I'll let you guys go on the internet and look up the uh you know, you can call it it's not wokeness because when you listen to it and then you look at what they're accusing them of, you it's really easy to go like, they mm, they're right. I, they're they're right. Uh the the stereotypes they're playing on, it's it's not good. It's it's really not good. Um there's a lot of just random political talk dialogue scenes in this, in this movie that make it kind of boring. Um, the idea that the force isn't a mystical being, it's like midichlorian, bot, these weird selfie thi- things in your cells kind of weird. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, it's just, yeah. Uh, the There's so much, People hate on pod racing. I'm not gonna hate on pod racing. I thought it was cool when I saw it as a kid. I still think it's kind of cool, not gonna lie. Um, and of course, Darth Maul. Yeah. But you know, it's just it's just hard to watch some of the and and listen. The kid who plays uh, Anakin as a kid, he's a child actor, man. Like I don't know what you want me to do.
0: Like I don't know what
1: you want you to, what you want him to do. He's not good, but he's a kid. Like, I don't expect him to be that good, you know? Right. I think it's also the same kid from Jingle All the Way, by the way.
0: Oh, we're going to have to deep dive on that.
1: Well, you you mean use our computers that we have
0: in our hands right now. (laughs) I thought, I remember reading that that kid never acted again, unless Jingle All the Way was before.
1: Yeah. uh, Jingle All the Way was definitely before. Phantom Menace is 99. And uh Jingle all the way I believe is 97. It is. Um it's the same child. Jake Lloyd, yes. Yeah, he never acted again.
0: Oh, you poor human.
1: You know what though? Uh, he's he's guys, he's been through enough we don't we will. Just you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it, for those of you that don't know, um that kid I mean I don't know if it's to this day, but it went on for a long time. Got like hate mail and like death threats. And like, because of how he portrayed a young Anakin Skywalker, which, you know, not cool. I don't care how bad a movie is. Don't do that. But like for something ridiculous as star Wars. And one of the things that I've always said is that nobody hates star Wars more than star Wars fans, which is it's going to probably come more to light here as we get closer to the top of these lists. Um, but yeah, uh, spoiler alert. Phantom menace um, is not far from, from number nine for me. So,
1: you know, as someone who claims they defend the walls,
0: No, I, I only claim to, I only claim to defend episode three. Okay. All right. um, episode nine, episode nine, number nine for me is episode nine. It's rise of Skywalker. Okay. Um, I won't spend too much time on it because, you know, we, you already touched on it and I agree with a lot of what you said. There are redeeming moments in this film. Like when Kylo gets a lightsaber, I thought that sequence was great. Um, there is in a, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. They originally were going to have force ghosts appear around, um, Ray, in that moment when, you know, when you hear all the voices saying, get up, like, you know, we are with you. They were going to have Force Ghosts, which I think could have made that scene a tad bit better. I don't know. Wouldn't know unless I saw it.
1: I like the voices, though. I mean, I thought the yeah, voices were really cool because cool it was they were all distinct. Like, I, I was like, oh, there's Mace, there's Anakin, there's Ahsoka there. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. heard all
0: of them, so I thought it was cool. And w- this movie, unfortunately... I, I, I just think this movie was doomed from the start when they decided to bring back the Emperor. And then their, yeah. explanation, their explanation for that oh my just god. Oscar Isaac saying, he's back somehow. <laughs> it's like, what?
1: No, that when Dominic... The- and listen, I'm a huge... I watched Lost. I love the Lord of the Rings movie. But when Dominic Monaghan is like, S- force magic, Sith magic? And I'm just <laughs> sitting there like, oh my god. That yeah. was pain. Pain. Adrian. And then what they do to and then Kelly Marie trans character who was in Last Jedi, who they basically are just like, uh oh, we're going to pretend she's barely part of this thing. Yeah. Makes
0: no sense. And listen, part of that's because you bounce around between directors for all three of these movies. Abrams only did two and three. He did. No. Seven, well, seven and nine. Right. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. He did seven to nine. So if you're talking about the sequels, he did one and three, but episode seven, episode nine, Ryan Johnson did two. And it's like, you're not going to have a cohesive story more than likely if that's what you're going to be doing. So again, I, that movie doomed from the start Um, for me though, like I am, I guess you can say a defender of the sequel trilogy, much like I am of the prequel trilogy because there are characters in these movies that I appreciate Kylo Ren is one of my favorite star Wars characters. He is, I love Adam driver. I'm not saying he's my favorite. He's one of them. Um, and so for me, like kind of seeing his character arc. Okay. I think if there's one thing that they did well, it was Kylo Ren's character arc. I liked that. Okay. Well,
1: we talked about the moments we, we liked in this film. Let's. I forgot to mention some of the moments I hated in this film.
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Ray is Palpatine's daughter. What? Terrible. Um, fake killing Chewie and C3PO.
0: Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Um,
1: like Finn wanting to tell Ray something. Yeah. And then being like, "Oh, never find out what it is, because who cares?"
0: Yeah, I I mean that I think that last part to me was the most frustrating because it's like what's he gonna tell her? Obviously, people I assumed I'm like oh he's gonna tell her that he loves her. Yeah, because that seems like the obvious choice. We never get to it though. Very strange. Finn's character in a whole. We could talk about this when we I guess. I mean, John John Boyega is rightfully upset. <laughs> oh yeah, listen, I love John Boyega. I think he's I think he's good. I, I think he's really good. What they did to Finn's character across these movies is borderline criminal. <laughs> I am on the verge of arguing that people should be imprisoned for what they did to Finn's character because. Oh uh, no! You know what? I'm I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it to when we talk about all all three of the of, of the sequels. Let's let's move on to number eight. What's your number eight?
1: Number eight. Um. Pull up my list here. Make sure I got it. My number eight is Solo. Okay. It It wasn't a bad movie, but it was a movie that I walked out of the theater going like, that was a movie. <laughs> that was a film. And listen, this, this film went through a very troubled production. Originally, it was supposed to be done by Lord and Miller, um, who did Spider-Man, in the Spider-Verse and the Jump Street movies. And then they were like, didn't Lucas didn't Lucasfilm didn't like where the film was going. So they changed direction and brought in um, a Ron Howard. Uh, and then also uh, Michael K. Williams, who uh, played Omar in The Wire, was supposed to be a, the main villain of the movie at some point or a major villain. And then he couldn't make it back for the change schedule once they changed directors, so they had to bring in Paul Bettany to do his thing as in this movie. Um, it was just very underwhelming for a character. I think Alden Aaron uh, er- Aaron. I'm gonna look up his name because it's gonna bother me. Um, <laughs> um, I think the actor who plays the youngs. Uh, Han Solo uh, does as best a job as he can do. Um, Alden Ehrenreich, yeah, he's been good in other things. Like I know he can be good, but you know, it was just a lot. It was a lot to 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 fill in. So, you know, and it was six months or less than six months out from Last Jedi, which has gone through a a, a roller coaster of emotions through through my of my thoughts on that film since it came out. So, you know, it, this film, it was just hard to swap. Best part about it.
0: Uh,
1: spoiler alert. Uh, Darth Maul makes a cameo in this movie.
0: Yeah. It's like the only clip I've seen from it. So like the only clip I've seen is that I'm assuming it's one of the last shots of the movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, with Amelia Clark standing in, in the room there and. Yep. It's yeah. So he's alive. Darth Maul's alive. But um, well, we already knew that. Well, will we see him in Book of Boba Fett?
1: Uh, no, he's dead. He's he's. He gets his death in the timeline is is before New Hope. Like right before New Hope.
0: According to the Clone Wars. Rebels. Rebels. That's unfortunate. That's 100 percent canon, isn't it? Yep. That's a that's unfortunate. It's, it's an amazing
1: episode. I I'm telling you, Darth Maul's arc in Rebels is amazing. Like you need to watch Clone Wars. Like you yeah. th- like you need to watch the Maul arc in Clone Wars through Rebels, if nothing else. But I mean you I know you want to watch the rest too, but
0: Yeah, it's it's already on my list. Um at this point, I don't think adding any other reasons is gonna get it up any farther than what it is, but yeah. It's it's there, I assure you.
1: But, yeah, but you can tell that the movie's not that exciting because we're talking about a character who makes a 10-second appearance in it more yeah. than we are the actual movie. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and again, I, I'd probably, if I would have watched it, it would have probably been higher than Attack of the Clones. But it's there, number 11 on my list, because never got around to seeing it. Probably won't. Maybe I will. I don't know.
1: I think it's worth it. Like, one day, you're like, I have absolutely no idea what I want to watch. Put it on just enter just entertain yourself for two hours while you're thinking i don't
0: know i'll keep you posted i'll let you know what ends up happening um number eight for me a movie i won't spend too much time talking about is phantom menace episode one um this movie is where it is because of darth maul and qui-gon and obi-wan uh Don't care about any other person in this movie. Young Anakin is what he is. This movie is the definition of uh, stuff that didn't age well. Yep. Um, Like you mentioned, there are a lot of problems with this film. Um, If you haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about and you didn't know what Chuck was mentioning earlier, go back and watch it. Just go back and watch it. And then you'll and then if you don't know what we're talking about, it says a lot about you as a person. A lot about you as a person, so I'm not gonna spend any more time talking about it. Oh, I will. Uh I appreciate the last fight sequence. That was cool. Um bums that Qui-Gon goes down, spoiler alert. But that to me is like was the birthplace of my fandom for Obi-Wan. Um but yeah, not gonna say anything else about that film What is your number seven?
1: My number seven.
0: The Last Jedi. Oh boy, this is where things are going to get hairy. Uh, this movie has some
1: really amazing moments in it. Moments that are are so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything that happens. Well, almost everything that happens in the Battle of Scarif, with one yeah. exception, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, I love, I actually don't mind that Luke is as disappointed as he is where he is in the, in the series, because I can understand why, why he's there now. Um, it also has some of the most baffling dumb things I've ever seen in my entire life. The like entire, like the entire can't, a, can't a bite sequence, everything that happens there I'm like, what is going on? Why is this happening?
0: Refresh my memory. Cancer bite. The casino. Okay. Okay. Everything that
1: happens at the casino and the escape there is kind of dumb. Kind of yeah. dumb. In like a, not just like, Oh, the characters aren't always smart. So they're going to make mistakes kind of way. But in a like, no, I'm pretty sure a basic person would have figured that out kind of way. like, like, our ship got taken from the beach because we parked it illegally. Uh, duh. Why don't you park <laughs> it somewhere? Not like, like what? What do you mean? How did you not figure that out? B, um. The whole, like, there's only one person in the galaxy who can solve this problem. I don't know. That seems a little convenient. Seems a little weird. It's just. I don't think any of the actors are doing a bad job. I just think everything that's, Oh, uh, the, the whole sequence, uh, where she's like war profiteers. I'm just like, okay, listen, war profiteers are terrible, but you are like, what is nothing's being contributed. We're just saying Mm. they're bad people. We already knew that. Like, I don't, Oh, it's just frustrating. It's just a frustrating. And then the, the frickin deer, the animals they ride through the streets. I'm just like, uh, oh, boy, I don't know if this is.
0: I listen. I get it. I do. But I want to hear something that you like about the movie.
1: OK, um, something else I like about the movie. Uh, I like the further exploration of Ray and Kylo. I like their little I love everything that happens with her. And uh, I don't mind Snoke necessarily getting killed. I would have just liked a, something else than what we got in episode nine. Some, I don't know. <laughs> something else.
0: Um,
1: that makes that portrayal not just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh. But I liked, Um. what else did I like? I thought there were moments, good moments of humor. I thought, um, I love the ports. They're cute little things. Love that. Yeah. Um, I don't... I think the ram the ship through hyperdrive through the Empire ship's cool. I don't... Uh, I don't have a problem with that like some people do. Um, I have a problem with everything leading up to it. I don't understand how an c- admiral wouldn't just say, this is my plan, everybody, don't panic. Right. Like. Yeah. Like, again what
0: yeah there seems to be the way i've always thought about this movie and that this is all all i'm gonna say until it comes up on my list is i i feel like i don't want to call them plot holes i guess they are plot holes but it feels like if this movie were a puzzle i feel like it's missing some pretty key pieces like right there in the center of it um this feels like to me, if I was gonna make the metaphor,
1: a puzzle where the puzzle pieces didn't fit, so you, you cut them up to make uh, that's a good way
0: to put it. That's a good way to put it.
1: Because yeah. like 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 it felt like you wanted you wanted the moment where they're like, We're gonna live, we're gonna get a second chance on this planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you were like, let's make this happen. It's like, okay, but did you think logically like why would someone do that? Like, what's her motivation to do that? It's just. I, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) This movie is frustrating to rank because it's like I said, it's so up and down for me. I just had to put it close to the middle. I knew it was going to be in the middle because it's just like there's moments that are really amazing and then moments that I just can't stand and make it hard to watch. Well, so for me. Oh, death of Phasma also on that list of negative things. Death of who? Captain Phasma.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, for me, number because we're on number seven. The gap between number eight and number seven for me on my list is fairly large. Same, we are now na- we way. are now approaching the movies that I would consider I thoroughly enjoy. Oh boy. Okay. Um, Boy, you're not going to like this. Number seven on my list, I have episode six.
1: Return of the Jedi.
0: Return of the Jedi.
1: Listen, I'm not as invested as Star Wars
0: as you, so I feel like okay. you're going to
1: get more mad at my list than I am at yours.
0: That's list. probably the case. That's probably the case. I have Return of the Jedi, but again, I like Return of the Jedi. I just think that... I don't even know what my argument for, for ranking this is going to be. I think my argument is just going to be I enjoyed the, all the movies that are listed above it more.
1: Okay. That's that's exactly what a movie was supposed to be. Richie, why would I be mad at that?
0: I don't know. Because I feel bad not giving reasons why. Again, it's not like I dislike Return of the Jedi. It's just, it's just there. If it's on, I'm going to watch the hell out of it. Um, it's got some really, really nice shots. But it is the, obviously, in my opinion, the weakest of the original trilogy, and that's why it's there.
1: It is the weakest of the original trilogy and will be reflected so on my list as well, but I just have it slightly higher. I, well, I'll talk about it more when I get to my list, but like, yeah. All righty. So my number six now, Revenge of the Sith. You guys can't hear because this is a podcast. You can't see the face Ricky's making, but he that looked man, like he just man. ate like six sour skittles at the same time, and they're like the, <laughs> the 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 sugar crystals got like in his throat, and he's like, yeah, bah, bah, eh, 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 eh.
0: yeah. It felt like somebody took a a steak and just drove it through my heart.
1: Listen, first thirty minutes of this movie and last. 35 40 minutes of this movie Are are I love I really are really great I mean the openings battle sequence Everything from the drums that they're Beating when they're going into the Space battle to the moment they crash Land on Coruscant amazing the everything From once once after Anakin is like Kills that kid straight up kills that kid. <laughs> to the mo- basically from the moment Obi Wan goes to Padme's apartment and is like, "This is uh this is Anakin basically," and her refusing and flying off to Mustafar to have that battle, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm in. Everything in between still pains me. <laughs> Like, because it's mostly the Anakin and Padme relationship, which again, Attack of the Clones, it's, it's just not, I don't believe it. I'm not there. I'm not hmm. invested in it. Um General Grievous is like another Boba Fett. Like, he's so cool. And then they just kind of take him out. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's just a Star Wars thing at this point. Honestly. Same thing with Captain Phasma, to be 100% honest with you. Do you think in, like, 40 years we're going to get a Captain... Or, like, at some point we're going to get a Captain Phasma, like, Disney Plus series. And there's going to be people reacting it like, Boba Fett fans are <laughs> reacting to this. God, I it.
0: hope not. And if there is, I hope I'm dead.
1: Yeah. Uh, General Grievous gets redeemed a little bit in the uh, in the Clone Wars series. You get a lot yeah. more from them. But, you know, that's to be expected. Um. Uh, but anyways, um, like I said, all the action sequences in this movie still work. Um, Yoda knowing Chewie, I don't know why that would needed to be thrown in there. I guess it's a cool little factoid, but you know, it doesn't really matter, I guess. But, um, yeah. And again, there's still a lot of the political intrigue that just is kind of weird to me. You know what I mean? Um. Ian Ian uh, McDermott, who plays Palpatine, again, doing his best, is acting his butt off, giving Anakin all the looks in that opera scene, like, literally turns his head, like, seven different times. (laughs) Literally, the scene is just Anakin sitting there talking, and then a shot of Ian McDermott turning his head to say something sinister (laughs) seven times. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's just, again, it's another movie like Last Jedi where there's a lot of good in there, but the bad parts make it really hard to rank.
0: Yeah. Listen, um, because of the way you explained it, I don't have any arguments against why it's number six on your list. I, when we, when we get to it on my list, hopefully I'll be able to make it make sense why it's where it is. but. but yeah, I, uh, I understand. Um, for me, number six is the last Jedi. Yep. So, um, similar to you, there are a lot of things about this movie that aren't great. And I really do think that if, if this movie would have been done even just the tiniest bit better and had the, a tiny bit more thought put into it. It had the potential to be like top five, top four, maybe. Um, the one thing about this movie that I love that you mentioned is you we get deeper into the the relationship or uh, connection relationship between Ray and Kylo, which is cool. Um, I think that this movie does a really, really good job of exploring both of those characters particularly well, more so Kylo than Ray, because I think in the arc of that sequel trilogy, Ray's character Arc progression, whatever you want to call it, is questionable. It's a little strange, but has one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars, which is that uh, you want to call it the throne room sequence with Snoke. I mean, my god, I remember seeing that the theater didn't wasn't a fan of how Snoke went out, but the cinematography and the stunts of that shot. And I don't know if you've seen it; they show how they filmed some of it. Like that last scene or that last bit where Ray throws her lightsaber and uh, he catches it. Um, That was all like practical. The scene where she's laying on the ground and um, after the lightsaber goes through snow and it comes flying at her on that on that flat plane almost. That was all done, like, on a rope, which was really cool. So she's actually going up and she's actually catching it, which is really sweet. But, yeah, like, there's certainly things about this movie that aren't great. Um, and that's why it's kind of in that class of the movies that I enjoy but don't really love.
1: So. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, I would. that's where I would say both of – at least the last two for me okay. sit as well. Fair. All righty. Getting into the top five now. Number five for me, Return of the Jedi. Okay, so
0: not that far off from me. No,
1: not that far off. Um, yeah, I mean, is it weird that they just spend 45 minutes just doing, just getting Han Solo free, and then the rest of the movie is a completely different movie? Yeah, it's a little weird. But, you know, having watched this as a kid, you know, you just kind of accept it. So, you <laughs> move on. Um I think Ewoks are cute. I think when the one Ewok dies and the Ewok's trying to wake it up, that's really sad for me. <laughs> <laughs> Man,
0: I forgot about that. That's extremely sad. That's one of the saddest scenes I'd ever seen in a movie as a child.
1: Um, Let's see. I, I, uh, I think the part of this movie, all these movies, what am I trying to say? I think blowing up the Death Star again is kind of like a like really we just did this, <laughs> but okay. Um, I I think I I don't know I enjoy um Luke Luke's like kind of like nonviolent approach to try and get to save his his dad. Um. like all that and there's it's just visually still a very cool movie to watch everything that's going on um yeah and you know you love to see the good guys win
0: yeah again like you said still enjoy the movie still a really good movie and a must see for anyone who's trying to get into star wars obviously but like it's just a movie, man. Like I, 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 I don't feel as strongly about it as I do. Obviously, the rest of the uh, the movies on my list.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's um, hear five.
0: My number five is The Force Awakens. righty. So I thought that this was a very, very, um, maybe one too many varies there. I thought this was a very strong intro to the sequel trilogy. I remember going into this movie being very skeptical because this was like a really big deal when they announced the sequel trilogy, like a huge deal. And it had surpassed my expectations. Um, I immediately like immediately started to um, become emotionally invested in, in, in some of the characters, not all of them. Like, I remember walking out of, of episode 7 and being like, man, I really like Finn. I really like Kylo Ren. Didn't really know how I felt about Ray just yet. But again, that's part of the issues, I think, that I have with the sequel trilogy. Um, and then that cliffhanger that you get um, with Mark Hamill at the very, very ending scene is just it's just perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'll be talking about this movie not in the not too distant future. Okay. Well, I might as well talk about it now because it's my number four. So, you know, it's gonna be next on my list anyways. Um, yeah, this is just a really fun movie. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, um I came out of this movie being like I liked Finn as well. I liked Poe. I did like Ray. Um, BB-8. I was like, cool, new droid, same fun, love it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there was still, there was still, it wasn't perfect. A lot of people were talking about, like, you know, this is just another episode four. I'm like, well, did you like episode 4 uh, should Didn't you like this? I don't you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, um, um, I don't know. I I think the one thing that uh threw me off a little bit was uh for this movie was all the stuff that like um about what am I trying to say uh the the first order I was like kind of in, I think this movie's kind of weird because I enjoy watching it now but it's always going to be a little disappointed because there's so much stuff that I feel like it it's setting up and now that I know the answers to it, it's just like the answer is never don't live up
0: to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. Listen, I get it. I get it. Yeah.
1: Um, also, Star Killer Base.
0: What what a feat of engineering that was. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um. And I. Uh, of all the people who say like, oh, this was just a a carbon copy of episode four, to to those people who see that, I'm like, well, did you see what happened in episode one? Did did you see how that, that first movie went? Didn't go well. So Yeah. Um, how'd you feel about
1: the death of Han Solo?
0: Um I knew it was coming actually because I remember reading that like it was a struggle to get Harrison Ford even on board with coming back as Han Solo, and I remember reading that he was like, "All right, well, if we're gonna do this, you're killing me." So like I like as soon as he walked out onto that like uh, bridge or whatever you want to call it, I I knew what was about to happen. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was a. It, a nice send off. I mean, they could have done it maybe a little bit better. could have been a little bit more drama, but like the shriek that Chewie lets out, you know, you know, kind of tugs your heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. Um. But to me, Han and Chewie and the Falcon were some of the reasons that I enjoyed that movie as much as I did. So like, if that's the price that I have to pay for having Han back, I was willing to pay it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Harrison Ford was tired of asking,
0: answering questions about Star
1: Wars, so I think he was just
0: like, kill me. Yeah, he's like, please, you have to do this. There could be no doubt. And then they brought him
1: back for Rise Rise of Skywalker. Are you a Force ghost? I don't ever know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. um, Yeah. It's it's certainly the best of the sequel trilogy, I think by far. Yeah, I Um, agree. All right, what's your number four? Number four for me is Rogue One. Okay. I was very late to this party. And now we are approaching the movies that I love. Like, undoubtedly yes. love. Um, I was very late to the party watching Rogue One. I think I watched it for the first time in, like, 2019. Um, maybe 2020. Might have been a pandemic movie for me. Actually, I think it was a pandemic movie for me. Um... I was very scared to go into a Star Wars movie that wasn't a part of like the Skywalker saga, like those episodes. So it was very it was very new, very strange. But this movie's fantastic. I mean, my God, these characters, fantastic. Um, I love the idea of them telling the story about how they got the plans to of, of how to blow up the Death Star. Because that I think if you could have gone back in time, whether that be like. 2010 or like you know mid 80s after the the original trilogy got wrapped up, I think that was one of the most um um I don't want to call like call it like fan fiction, but I think that's like one of the pieces to the puzzle that fans wanted to know the most. I think like if you could have surveyed Star Wars fans, but this movie is great. Um, listen, it one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time. Andor gets introduced. We get the Andor series this year. That's hype. I love the droid in this movie. He's freaking hilarious. Um, I'm forgetting a lot of the characters' names, but our blind friend, you know, if Star Wars side characters do not get a lot of love. They just don't, because it's so top-heavy in terms of their characters. But he's up there with some of the best supporting characters of in, in the Star Wars universe that there is. Um, and, my God, the ending. Oh, the ending, Do I dare say, no, I will say top, top two, top three, top three endings for me in, uh, in Star Wars movies. I guess it's not that crazy because it's my number four movie, but man, dude, Vader. Oh, I mean, come on, come on, dude. So badass. I love getting another, uh, another taste of Darth Vader. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that until it comes up on your list.
1: Yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert. It's going to going to be repeating a lot of those same sentiments. All righty. So my number three. The first one to ever come out. What we now call A New Hope. Is number three on my list. Um, the one that started it all. So many characters introduced. Uh, Luke, C-3PO, R2D2, Obi Wan, Han Solo, Princess Leia, the whole gang. Yeah. The rebellion, the Empire. It's all there. Just a just a sick adventure movie. You you know, we're starting on this desert planet. It sucks. Now we gotta leave. We gotta go fight the big bad Empire. Um we're introduced lightsabers. Still the coolest sci-fi weapon ever invented. It's just it's so simple. It's so cool. Everyone wants one. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say.
0: It's the original movie. Yeah. Started it all. Um spoiler alert, it's not that far away. We'll be talking about, I guess, all the rest of these movies here very soon. Um, but there's one more movie that uh that you have said that I haven't gotten to yet, yeah uh, cracking number three on my list is episode three, Fringe of the Sith. Now, let me just say, I am well aware that the meat of this movie, the middle two hours of this movie, probably maybe hour and a half are is a little bit of a drag. I get that, but like you mentioned, the opening fantastic. The ending, it's its one of my favorite fight sequences in all of movies, which goes – which says a lot because you know the fate of both of these characters. You know that no but – neither of these characters die. But yet, I, I, to this day, I I will watch it on YouTube or when I'm doing an entire rewatch of the movie and I'm just on the edge of my seat thinking like, oh my god, maybe – maybe Anakin actually kills Obi-Wan this time, or holy shit, maybe Obi- Obi-Wan actually kills Anakin this time. And it's just like, I, it's it's crazy for a movie to do that, um, especially when you know that both these characters obviously go on and survive and have more parts to play. But the way that this movie made me feel about... And I don't want to sound like I, I'm not trying to sound dramatic here, but like the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker um, makes me feel some type of way, dude. I don't know. I, 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 I loved him. Um, I, I love his character. And I think Hayden Christensen did a really good job of portraying all the emotions that Anakin was going through. And listen, the story that the sequel or the prequel trilogy tells well, I'm not even going to say the prequel trilogy. The story that episode three tells arguably could have been its own trilogy, like full-length trilogy, because they cram a lot into this movie. Um, But yeah, I just put so much weight into that opening scene and especially that ending scene that it, it helped propel it up to number three for me. Hmm.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I figured the love of the... the the love of the of the good things in that movie were going to propel it higher on your list. No, mm-hmm. I I get it. You know, there's a lot of great. I I st- I also love that Mustafar fight. I mean, it's got to be it's number one fight sequence in all of Star Wars. I would argue. I think it's between that and the duel the Phantom Menace fight, and you know, maybe the Darth Vader Luke fight in in Return.
0: And I'm probably doing a disservice by not mentioning the score that plays over that oh, fight, yeah. Duel, Duel of Fates. I mean, oh, yeah. one of the best scores that I can remember in in movie history. And I, sure. I, it's it's just unbelievably good. I actually seen a clip of somebody putting Duel of Fates over the Rey and Ren fight in Rise of Skywalker when they're on the uh part of the Death Star in the ocean yeah. and like it, it it just elevated that scene you know so much more yeah. um,
1: obviously John Williams gets a lot of credit for the original Star Wars theme
0: and the and March yeah.
1: Empire March, March the Empire but that one right up there
0: with it yeah yeah it's, it's, it's a good one all righty
1: my number two the Empire Strikes Back
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy
1: I mean I don't know what, Again, I don't really know what else to say If you're listening to this list you, I'm, I'm assuming you're uh, You're a big Star Wars fan And uh, you know why This is the best of, of the Of the, I'll say the sagas hmm. um, I mean the The most the plot twist of the of the century, the you know amazing visuals, best looks amazing. Lando Calrissian as a character is amazing. You know the the betrayal of Han Solo and where that leaves all the characters. Um, Luke's meeting Yoda and learning about the Force and what's going on. Force ghost of Obi Wan. Um, the opening scene on Hoth and the March, of the empire. I mean, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's a complete film. It makes the most sense. Everyone's doing their, it's just, I don't know. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah. So I would argue, and I'll reinforce his argument in, here in a sec, that it is the most complete of all the movies. Like I'm struggling to think of weak points or weak moments in the movie. Yeah. Doesn't have any. Yeah. Um Yeah. More more thoughts on that for me here in uh right about r- now. Because um, 'cause I'm on number one, right? No on number I'm, on, two. I'm on number two. Oh, spoiler alert. Okay, number two for me is a new hope. Yeah. Um, not much to say here other than it's what began it all, um, began this insane story that now has spanned, oh God, how many years has it been for approaching, approaching 70, 40, uh, 87, 97, 0, 7, 17. We're at 45 this year. Oh, we're approaching 50. Okay. So I. I I don't even know what there is to say. I, obviously, if you're listening to this list, you have seen a new hope. People who aren't even Star Wars fans, I feel like, have seen a new hope because it was a it was so monumental. Um, what it did for pop culture at the time, the influence it had in other movies. Um, and again, it introduced us to all these characters that that people our age you know younger millennials love older millennials love our parents love um for the most part i mean we'll be i don't know if there's a person um a star wars fan today that isn't looking forward to the day where they get to show their kids a new hope um so i I, again there are parts of the movie where you know it's in comparison to an episode five where maybe it's a little bit weaker. But again, as for an intro movie, it's as strong as, 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 strong as they come.
1: One of the strongest franchise starters of all time, for
0: sure.
1: A- 100%. Right up there with the first Toy Story or, you know,
0: Jaws. First Harry Potter?
1: Not. Um,
0: oh. First Twilight. Okay, the Get, out of here. Get out of here Get the
1: <laughs> F out of here The
0: Maze Runner The Maze Runner What do you Damn. got against Dylan O'Brien <laughs>
1: Dylan O'Brien I just don't Have no connection to that movie Or those
0: books whatsoever Alright I want to hear I'm so excited to hear you talk about your number one
1: My number one If you're doing the math Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It's the movie that I can put on at any time, any day, any place, and watch and enjoy. Every time I watch it, um, I think there's so much, there's so much in this movie. I think it's the I I was ta- I remember when it came out. I was talking to a friend about it. And I at the time, I had not seen the Clone Wars or Rebels or any of that. But it was the first time I watched a Star Wars movie where in the movie I saw why the Empire was evil, because if you think about the first three movies, we're really just going except. Well, I mean, that's not 100 percent fair, because obviously the Death Star, you know, blows up a planet in the first one. And there's people on it. We know they're evil. So, but it's the, really the first one where you kind of get the the day to day evil of yeah. the empires. What I on the I on say. the
0: ground level, a street level.
1: Right, right. That's mm-hmm. sort of like if someone interacts with the empire, why does that? Why is that not good? You know what I mean? Um, it's just I don't know. It felt so. Um. I thought it was a great tone for Star Wars, a nice change of tone that like all of the saga, that's where the happy stuff is. And, you know, Luke's going to win the day and all that. But these people, they're kind of like they're desperate. They've been fighting a war for untold amount of years, you know, Mm. and they've suffered for it. So it's it feels, you know really lived in as a movie. I love, like I said, I love all the, uh, side characters. Um, you know, all the blind guy and the big guy with the gun from the temple. I love, I love the humor from the robot. I love how it ends, not just obviously the most badass lightsaber sequence of all time, but, uh, I love that Cassian and, um, uh, I forgot Felicity Jones' character's name. Um, I love how you just kind of get that they just kind of accept their fate, that their mission is sort of complete, that they've done the right thing. And now they, they, that's the end, you know? Um, yeah. Jin, Jin. Jin or, or so. Yeah. It's, I don't know, I just, it has a power over me that I love.
0: One thing I will say about Rogue One, and I don't know if, like, I'm, cause I, I'm trying to find a way to sort of sum up why I also enjoy the movie so much. It was the most human Star Wars movie, I think, that we had got. Not Not saying human in the sense of, like, absence of aliens. I'm saying, like, the portrayal of 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 humans and human emotions and like i feel like you were really able to put yourself in a lot of these characters shoes and be like would i do this in this position you know it, it's and that was really where star wars hadn't gone yet i mean yeah i love anakin skywalker can't really put myself in anakin Skywalker's shoes though can't really put myself in obi Wan's shoes or luke's or less maybe hans hans was always a very down-to-earth and human character um but I think that's really where this movie shined. Like you said, it's, it, it was a, such a different take for Star Wars. It was a road they hadn't gone down before, and I'm so thankful they did. And i am just been waiting for more projects like this. And I think we sort of kind of got that with The Mandalorian. Like, does The Mandalorian happen if Rogue One was a flop? I know they're not related story-wise, but, like, they're very similar in style.
1: They might just because I think Disney plus is always looking for something, but maybe not, maybe not in that tone, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I agree though. Um, I think what I agree with the human aspect, because I think for, especially because I watched, we watched star Wars as young kids, you know, all these heroes, they're almost like, like Luke Skywalker and all that. They're not even like really people to us. They're like, Figures, you know what I yeah. mean. Mm-hmm. So, like watching a movie where I'm just like, these are all people, and this is kind of it for them. I don't know. There was something satisfying about that, about knowing like this isn't like these aren't the the big heroes. This isn't the person who saves the day at the end of the. You know what I mean? This is just, you know, one of the supporting characters that kind of makes the rest go happen.
0: Yeah, it it tells a very very small story but it allows you to be, to feel that like, Oh, I could be this character. That could right. be me. I know who, I know who that, per, or like I know somebody in real life who could be this person. Um, so yeah, it, listen, it, I don't know. I don't remember. Cause I didn't see this movie in theaters. Do, what was the, the initial reception of this movie when it came out where people like, Oh, wait a second, this was really, really good. Or was it like one that grew on people?
1: No, I remember a lot of people coming out and saying they really love this movie.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes me happy because that was my reaction. I remember when I watched it, I was like, my God, how have I not, how how did I not go and see this like in theaters? Yeah. So, um, well, without further ado, um, my number one, if you're like Chuck likes to say, if you're doing the math, uh, episode five, empire strikes back. I just think it's like, it's close to a perfect um, sci-fi movie that you can get, um, you really get to see Luke kind of coming to his own, um, becoming one of the greatest movie heroes of all time. Um, well, you don't see it here, but you 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 start to see it. It has the biggest plot twist, I would say, um, or one of the biggest plot twists in movie history. It's got. I don't feel I, – I feel very confident saying the most famous line in movie history, even though people don't say it exactly how it's said in the film um, with uh, Vader telling Luke that he's his father. It's just – it's just everything you want as a Star Wars fan. I believe that this was the movie, obviously – I don't think this is controversial – but this was the movie that really – Turned Star Wars more into like, oh, like, you know, yeah, I'm a fan of Star Wars into like a true fandom, like a craze. Like, I do you know what the year difference between episode four and five were? Uh, 77 to
1: 80.
0: OK, so three years. That That's a long time. Like, listen, I'm, I'm I'm this is probably a shitty comparison, but I'm comparing that to like. Could you imagine if we watched Infinity War? And had to wait three years for Endgame, and I know it's different because they both end off on different notes. But like, it's sort of like that.
1: Yeah, but back then they didn't know they were making a sequel to the movie until the box office
0: numbers. Came. This, yeah, very true. Could you imagine if they didn't? Well, what what would we be doing right now? Not this podcast, that's for sure. No. Nope. Ah oh, man. Um. So I, I wrote down both of our lists here. I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to read them off. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go yours first. So just in sort of summary here from number 11 to number one, you have Rise of Skywalker. Episode nine. Episode two, Attack of the Clones. Episode one, Phantom Menace. Solo. The Last Jedi. Revenge of the Sith. Turn of the Jedi. Force Awakens. New Hope. Empire Strikes Back. Rogue One. I have Solo, Attack of the Clones, Rise of Skywalker, Phantom Menace, Return of the Jedi, The Last Jedi, Force Awakens, Rogue One, Revenge of the Sith, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. Not much controversy. I think my only, my only issue, if you want to even call it an issue, was I thought Revenge of the Sith might have been a little bit higher on your list. I didn't, I knew it wasn't going to be top three. Like I knew that much. But I I mean having it there in the middle is a little painful for me. <laughs>
1: yeah but i mean yeah it's just like i said if i'm gonna flip it on i'm probably flipping it on the first 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and then i'll start rewinding through some parts and then i'll watch the end
0: you know yeah i get that i do again um but I, i i i don't know i i think if if i were to do this list once a year and judging by the movies that i've seen recently there's a couple things that would bounce around Like really anything in my top Four Like I could be putting in number one Like really like I know that sounds crazy for episode three but I, I Really could um, Yeah and I don't know maybe if it is in a year from now And I've seen Solo it, it it might not Be number eleven Yeah who knows Um, You're allowed to change your opinion No you're not Haven't you learned anything you can never change your opinion. You are locked in for life. Um, any other Star Wars tidbit before we sort of go ahead and 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 wrap this bad boy up?
1: No, I think that's all I got. Uh, um, maybe maybe next time we'll do a ranking where we include like the Mandalorian in this
0: as well. That would be interesting. We'd pro- I I would love to do that after the conclusion of Boba Fett. Preferably right after, because if this show keeps going in this direction, out of spite, I might put it dead last. <laughs> Just out of pure spite. All righty. Um, with that being said, we will be back next week Um, with our. Is it episode four already? Yep. Book above episode four, um, like we've been doing the last couple of weeks. May have a movie review for you. May have another ranking, um, you know, a, a, a list tier, whatever you want to call it, in store. You never know. Um, but for those of you that are listening um, on Apple Podcasts, if you guys can, please go ahead and leave us a review. If you're listening on Spotify, they also allow you to leave reviews now. You might not know that. Um, if you can go ahead and leave us a review, that would be awesome. Um, we're still trying to get to that that minimum number. They don't tell us what it is, but that minimum number to where – then they'll display your average rating on your podcast page. So if you could help us reach out, that would be sweet. Um, you can follow us on the socials. We are on Twitter at MindPopcorn. We are on TikTok at Um and Chuck, do you have anything else you'd like to say?
1: I think that's it. Um, just uh, stay tuned. I Hopefully we'll have a movie review next week. I'm trying to. Get my schedule together and <laughs> uh, make su- make sure I can watch something this weekend. Well,
0: the Colts freed up some of your time this weekend, so <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <God>. All right, <laughs> we will t- we will talk to everybody next week.